everyone, and welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we watch Disney Plus and then talk about it. It's Spooky Month! It sure is. I'm so excited. Spooky Month is my favorite month. Yep, she loves Halloween. I love Christmas. So we just have a yeah. nice end of the year, I guess. We do. That's where it really ranks up for us. And that means we are starting a month full of spooky time movies, starting this week with... Frank and Weenie. Yes, the 2012... Version. Version. Well, I mean, version. The The full-length movie. Yes. I'm Amber. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves? No, we didn't. Okay, my name's Marie. (laughs) And... We have seen Frank and Weenie before today. It's not our first time watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has been a while. Yeah. It has. Um, like, I think probably two, three times I've seen this movie. Yeah, we didn't see it in out. theaters. No. Um, do you know what I found out? What? It was in theaters the same time as Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I don't yes. think we saw that in theaters. We didn't either. either. No. But we do own this on DVD. Yes, But we that's do. not where we watched it. Nope. So, it's a Tim Burton film. Stop motion. hmm Why don't you read us the synopsis? Yeah, it's going to make you mad. It make me mad. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so synopsis for Frank and Weenie, per the Disney Plus website, is... Meet Sparky, an ordinary family dog who, through an extraordinary set of circumstances, becomes Frank and Weenie. Disney presents a comic twist on a classic tale from Tim Burton. What? <laughs> it, it's not really so much a synopsis as a... Character introduction. Yeah, I guess. I... Uh, <laughs> Disney Plus! I would like to meet the person whose job it is. To come up with the synopsis I would like that they to, put on the website. I would like to challenge the person whose job it is to put synopsis on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think I could do better than you, and I'm willing to fight you in a Denny's parking lot. So, <laughs> you name the Denny's, I'll be there. Okay. Let's move on from that. So, Frank and Weenie, uh, I guess, premiered uh, October 5th, 2012. It is a remake of the short Burton, short Burton, the Tim Burton short film from 1984, and of course, obviously, a parody of Frankenstein, the classic literature. There was a budget of $39 million in 2012 money, which is $44,150,988.27 in 2020 money, and it brought in $81.5 million. Uh, which would be $92,264,244.71 in today's money. She's just so mad. She's just Moving so on. Um, obviously, this is not the first stop-motion film uh, from Tim Burton. It is not the first... Kind of... Where I'm going with this is... It is, in a lot of people's minds, in the same vein as Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, and Frank and Weenie. People tend to put them all together as a... Well, because they have a very similar style. Yes. Yeah. 
between the stop motion and then like the main character with its dog like people people tend to group them together yeah um development for this version actually started uh, as far back as 2005 with a script written by Josanne McGibbon and Sarah Perriott, um, who wrote Runaway Bride, and also the Descendants trilogy. That would have been a very different vibe, I get the feeling, because that's not, that's not Tim Burton's style at all. Well, I mean, the Descendants... That's yeah, fun. that's it's, uh, that's not my point. It's not. I'm not saying they're not fun. Well, movies. in 2006, he brought in uh, John August to look at uh, rewriting it, and he wrote the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory script, and more recently, the live ad- live action Aladdin script. Hmm. So, but he wasn't hired until January 2009 to actually do the rewrite. So there were a few years where they were just kind of like. Eh, leaving it sitting on it exactly in uh july 2010 filming started they used three sound stages uh do i don't want to step on your toes do you have any facts about filming not really no okay great so there were 200 puppets 18 of which were victor and each human puppet had 40 to 45 joints that they could move and real human hair there were also 300 uh, Sparky rigs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, They did a lot. And also, um, a lot of the same team that worked on Corpse Bride ended up working on Frank and Weenie. Hmm. Um, just because, again, the movies are so similar. They use the same kind of style. But it was a huge, huge... Three, three stages is a lot of stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Well, yeah, because they have to build, like... Everything. Yeah, this is... That's the mind-blowing thing to me with uh, stop motion is, like, everything has to actually be built. It's, it's actual stuff. It's wild. It, is, it takes so much time. Yeah, and this movie is uh, over an hour long. And whenever they're... It's, I think, 87 minutes or something. Um, an hour and 28 minutes. So 90 minutes. Nope. Oh, wait. 87, 87 minutes. 88. <laughs> an hour and 28 minutes. Fine. Whatever. Point is, that's a long time. Um, but if you consider that filming only started in July... 2010, and this movie came out October 2012. It's not that much time. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the original premiere date was supposed to be in November 2011, but then they pushed it back to March 2012, which didn't make any sense well, at all. Yeah. Um, but th- they gave Prince of Persia that release instead. Well, someday we'll watch Prince of Persia. I've never watched Prince of Persia. Well, there's a lot of reasons, and we'll talk about that when we did. Uh, so then they ended up pushing it back to October 2012. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's I'm a so fall sorry. movie. I'm not sure why they wanted to release in the spring. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
one year, like the original idea of one year to film all of this, that's insane. That is insane. I mean, I guess the fact that they had three stages does mean that they were able to likely film a lot of different scenes at the same time, but even so. Right. Um, They were, and then voice talent in this movie... um, Lots of people Tim Burton has worked with before, including Catherine O'Hara, which was great, and multiple character, multiple voice actress, actors, play. Scratch that. Repeat it. She voices multiple characters. Multiple characters are voiced by the same actors and actresses, um, which again is another way to just cut down time because you can just bring somebody in and have them knock everything out at once. Yeah. Um, the movie actually did win, I'm going to go on to, uh, it had generally favorable, sorry, uh, positive reviews from critics when it came out and from audiences. Uh, it ranks about... Well, I mean, Tim Burton has a pretty big following, so when you pair that with a studio... Like, not to say that he hasn't had hits that were not produced by Disney, but right. when you pair it with a big-name studio and you pair that with his the fact that he already has a big audience and following, exactly, it's going to bring a lot of attention to it. Um, and it was nominated at the 85th Academy Awards for Best Animated Picture. I do not know who won. I should have looked. I just know it was not this movie. Um... It won uh, a BAFTA for Best Animated Film, a bunch of critics' awards, uh, the Florida Film Critics, uh, the Kansas City Film Critic, LA Film Critic, Nevada, New York, like Film Critic Central. Yeah, and it was nominated for plenty more. And it also won two Saturn Awards, uh, one for Best Animated Feature and one for Best Music. Now... I am going to talk staying power. Yes, I see that look. Um, There was, in 2012, in the fall... Had a rough night. I did. Slept out in the living room. Because our cats! We got a new kitten. It's black. Uh, It's spooky. It's adorable. His name is Fluff. Fington. Ron Whiskers III. And he's the CEO of Spookiness. But we just call him Fluff. Um, but yeah, our resident princess cat is not a fan. No. <laughs> and she has been used for the five years she has been with us now to have access to the entire apartment, including the bedroom, which she does always end up in at some point of the night. And because for right now we are keeping them separate while they get used to each other's scent and everything, mm-hmm. we had to close the bedroom door. And yesterday she was not having it. Like, well, she's been fine most of the past week, but yesterday yesterday she was just meowing at the door. So So I came to sleep on the couch, (laughs) Uh, and she did sleep next to me. Uh, But the couch is not a bed. (laughs) Well, it's a pull-out couch, but yeah, it's not the same level of comfort. So yeah, I I guess. Oh, that's say we also we understand 
the deep, deep love one can have for their pet. <laughs> We're going to get into the moral implications uh, during hot takes. But in fall of 2012, there were screenings of clips of the film um, in the Muppet Vision 3D in Disney California Adventure. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, also, but still to this day, there is staying power. Do you want to guess where? Uh, Hong Kong? No, Disneyland. During the Haunted Mansion holiday layover of the Haunted Mansion, which takes place every year, uh, at Disneyland. Yeah, they do the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. Sparky has a tombstone in the Pet cemetery. Okay. That's... I guess that counts. That definitely counts. It is presence of the film in a theme park. Alright. That's it. There's no other presence anywhere. But I was like, woo, in the parks. Yeah, no, because uh, I have never, I, I don't think I've even never seen merchandise for Frank and Weenie in the parks. We did go in 2012. We went in November in 2012, and we went during October in 2013, so we were there, like, Prime spooky short, time. Yeah, prime spooky time one year after it came out, and like one it's, month after it came out, It's actually, possible we, we did not pay attention. That's true, there is that very very big possibility because that's not merchandise I would have been looking for but exactly I, I don't recall seeing any of it uh there's not a whole lot of facts I mean like there's a lot of you you can work in work through a lot of the little nods that there are in the movie like obviously it is based off of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein yes uh so you have with Persephone, the dog next door, you know, she is, her hair is very much styled as that of the Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turtle that... Shelly. Yeah, Shelly, obviously named after Mary Shelley. Um, Mary Shelley was so cool. Yeah, no, she was badass. Um, also, like, the, the, na- the next door neighbors, Van Helsing, that's not Frankenstein, but Dracula, it's in the same, yeah, yeah. you know, horror genre vein. Um, so, you know, and uh, Igor is yeah the, the, the creepy little boy. So many creepy... I hate him so, so much. So many creepy children in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, you know, a lot of little tidbits like that peppered in. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part, not a whole lot of trivia. Uh, like you said, it is loosely based on the live-action short... That was written and directed by Tim Burton in the 80s. It is the first animated Tim Burton film to not be a musical. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's only a little, one little baby song. Yeah, and it's it's not really like, it's not the same as a song from a musical. Right, you know? right. In a musical, you, people just start singing and that's part of the storytelling. This is just a song that she's actually singing to an audience. Yes. Um... Which actually, Winona Ryder did her own singing for that, and she only agreed to do it when Tim Burton said that the singing had to sound imperfect. <laughs> Listen, I would like you to sing. No, it has to sound bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, this is also, it's one of Tim Burton's 
It's one of the movies where one of his famed trademark is absent from the movie because most of his movies will have opening credits that follow either an object or a person mm. like through yeah, yeah. Theory, blah blah blah. Uh, and this one does not. Hmm. It just starts with the little movie that Victor made that's being so shown cool. to his parents. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. Like that kid is something special. Uh, it is also the first Tim Burton film since Big Fish, which was premiered in 2003, to not feature Johnny Depp. The first movie since Sleepy Hollow in 1999 to not feature Helena Bonham Carter. And the first film since Mars Attack in 1996 to not feature either of them. <laughs> when did Tim Burton and uh, Helena Bonham Carter break up? I feel like it was a little bit later, like, uh, or I mean 2012, it could have been in that area of time, but no, they did the, wasn't, no, she wasn't, she wasn't in, what's that movie, the vampire one? Uh, yes, she was. She was? Warm Bot? No, that's that's a different, (laughs) that's a zombie zombie movie, and Uh, not the same thing at all. Dark Shadows. Right. Yes. Um, She is. Okay. And that, I feel like that came out after. They split in 2014, so they were still together. All right, I just thought maybe that's, (laughs) that was why. because I feel like, hasn't she been in any of his movies since they broke up? I don't know. No, I guess Dark Shadows was in 2012. That's the last one I recall. Anyway. Point is. Point is. Wow. He really, but he reused the same Catherine O'Hara instead. Yeah, no, like, uh, he does, Tim Burton has his known cast of actors and actors. There were a couple of new ones. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's going to throw one of new ones every now and then, but. Like Victor. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, just Winona and Catherine, yeah. those are, you know, repeated actresses for his movies. Um, and actually, another one of his regular actors, which is Christopher Lee. Yes. Um, the late Christopher Lee, uh, did not take part in this film, but there is archive footage of him in Dracula, which is being watched by Victor's parents on television. Yes. So... He sort got of, him. Yeah, he is sort of in there. Um, the pet cemetery that Sparky is buried in uh, does feature the grave from Zero of Nightmare Before Christmas. And there is actually, like you, you've talked about, a lot of people lumping the movies together. Yeah. But there, it does also come from a fan theory that they're not just lumped together they are actually linked in like a timeline so a lot of people like people would think that the the problem with this theory is that course ride takes place decidedly before the 1940s yeah no but i don't think like i don't think anyone is saying that victor is a young victor because they don't have the same last name they're saying he's a descendant so uh, Victor Frankenstein. Is I've a seen the one where it's the all the three around. of them. No, no, but I mean, I can see why people put it like because they do look very similar. When you put little <laughs> Victor and Big Victor and they have the same name, it's like and then there's Jack and you're like, but that he just took out a persona yeah. once he died. Yeah, I mean for Jack, honestly, that one is a little trickier to me to link because of the fact that 
you know, it, it's not so much, it's a different universe where you go into different lands and different worlds, but then I guess you can also kind of go into the real world. Yeah. Like you have the, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but definitely, like, the idea that Victor Frankenstein is a descendant from Victor Dort from The Corpse Bride. Also, some people are saying Scraps is a descendant from Scra- uh, Sparky, which, sure, what I like. Maybe. They, they, they have similar bone structure. I don't know. I, uh... um, but yeah, so, and I, this is one that makes a lot more sense to me than the idea of all the Pixar. The movies. Pixar string theory I hate is it. stupid. I do not subscribe <laughs> I, to listen. it. I don't want anyone to try and convince me of it because it just does not work. Listen, I'm sorry if you subscribe to it and I just called you stupid, but... It d- okay, you did not call them stupid, you called the theory stupid. Okay, either way, I I think it's I think it's a dumb theory. I don't think it holds any water, and uh, I hate it. I hate that theory. Once, Marie and I were on the bus, and somebody was explaining it to someone, and I was so mad, because they're like, no, 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 they're all connected, and they tried to explain it, and I was like, your explanation makes no sense! Yeah, they're, like, Pixar movies are just so vastly different. Anyway. And what's the basis? The the pizza truck? Like, I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Point is, um, this one makes a lot more... Point is, like, we don't hate this one. <laughs> yeah, we don't hate this one. Uh, still not 100% convinced of where the Nightmare Before Christmas belongs there, but I, I do... I, I like the idea of Little Victor being a descendant from Big Victor, even though they were produced at different times. I mean, for, by different studios. Yes. Anyway... Uh, and then finally, the mayor of the town is Mr. Burgermeister. Burgermeister Meisterberger. Mayor in German. And his name and appearance, because he does look very much like it, is a, an homage to the Burgermeister Meisterberger yeah! from the stop motion film Santa Claus is it's Coming, coming to, to Town. town. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think I ever noticed that the past few times I've watched it, but I think that's because it's been so long since I've watched Frank and Weenie that the last time I watched Frank and, Me- Frank and Weenie, I had actually never seen Santa Claus come into town. That's true. Yeah, because I've never, I, I never saw that until, like, pretty recently. I saw that with you. Yeah, You're the one who introduced me to it. Because... Because it's a classic, and if you're going to watch things leading up to Christmas, you need to watch Santa Claus yeah, is Coming I'm, to Town. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm so excited for, I know we're into Halloween right now, we're in spooky season, we're doing the Halloween movies, but I'm so excited, I just, I've, and I've been wanting to watch The Year Without a Santa Claus for like a month now. <laughs> I keep getting the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser song stuck in my They're head. They're so good. Uh, which, those are not movies we're going to review, because obviously they're not on Disney+, Plus, but just a little... Little tidbit there. Looking forward to that. Uh, so that is it for trivia. That's now, fine. Let's We've go got into some, hot takes. Okay, let you me, have a lot. I'm like, I've got hey. some hot takes. First of all, the pet cemetery. One, for they got Sparky a huge. Like, first of all, that whole pet cemetery is obnoxiously large. Second of all. They got Sparky a huge marker, like gravestone. How much did that cost? Why? How quickly did they get it made? And then Shelly, 
Uh, not Shelly. No, it's not Shelly. It's the Colossus. Little yeah. Colossus has his own mausoleum for a hamster. For a hamster. Hamsters only live like three years, y'all. I don't know why. How much money did his parents have to just throw away into a pet cemetery yeah, mausoleum? Like, if it wasn't a pet cemetery, you could be like, okay, this is the family mausoleum, and they decided to make a little space in it for the family pets. You know what? But that no, would be fun. It's an actual pet cemetery where they had an actual mausoleum built. For and, one hamster. Well, well, yeah, because it has just his one name on it. Yes. So, like, what if if he got another hamster? Would they build another one, or would they tear down the name and just? I don't. Know. I don't know. That's... I don't know either. But the the physics of this make me angry. I, what are these people of New Holland spending their money on? Um, Stupid stuff. Clearly, it's it's just also we we narrow down. We think it takes place in the nineteen forties. Here's our reasoning: one, Bambi is in theaters. Bambi came out in the nineteen forties. Two, the cars. Three, just the aesthetic in general. Yes, uh, the first computer was built in nineteen thirty six or nineteen thirty eight, uh, depending on the sources and what you consider a computer. So when they make a comment about using a computer, that's fine. Uh, it all adds up. The 1940s, definitely when this is taking place. Next. That's a hot take? That's just you giving an opinion. That's just you saying, we're pretty sure this is when it takes place. We don't even know if it's not actually stated somewhere. This movie, which is set in the 1940s. You know like, what? No, no, no. I didn't check Wikipedia. I did, and it does not say that. Next. The science teacher straight up bringing a dead frog to class and then putting electricity through it to make it move. Who okayed this? Who? I mean, okay, no, bringing no. dead frogs into science class no. is something that's very, like, I've never done it, but I've seen it done multiple times in American movies and TV shows, so clearly that's something you no. guys do. no. The using the dead frog and putting electricity to make it move is so wrong. But you know what? The other thing is, the parents had no problem with that. No, their problem was our kids keep asking us questions we don't know the answers to. These parents are all terrible. I the hate them all. Town is this pretty New sketch. Holland. I don't like them. You know what? I can see why old like, Holland kicked you out. <laughs> like even. Victor's parents' parenting is questionable at times. Like his mom totally asked, "How was your dad's school?" And then no follow up at all. She does not care. She's asking it because she has to. Yeah, and he's just like, "Fine, gotta go," and no question there. And also, like when he goes to dig up Sparky in the middle of the night. Not the middle of the night. Well, it's pretty late. Maybe 10 o'clock. Yeah, point it. Point, he's a child. 10 o'clock is... He should be in bed. And they just, like... They don't notice him leaving. They don't realize he's come back. They don't... Hear him dragging a dead dog upstairs? I and just, just a bunch of stuff. Like, they're, they're not very... We don't have bad parents, but they clearly need to uh, be a little more... Attentive to yeah. their child. And, like... Or just, like, the next morning when his mom is looking for him and she's calling his name through the house and he's not responding and, like, there's no panic. 
just looking for him. Which, I mean, he does strike me as the kind of child that probably does, like, spend the night in the attic every once in a while. And so maybe that's just not out of the ordinary. So that's why Still, she's not panicking I don't like it. about the fact that he was not sleeping in his bed. But, you know, it, it, and all of it would never have happened if the dad hadn't been like, he's weird, let's make him play sports. Yeah, toxic masculinity ruins the party again, to quote my favorite murder. Um, next, my, my next take. This movie is just anti-cat propaganda. <laughs> okay, there's one cat in the movie. There's one cat in this movie, and it's this cat... Weird. It is a weird cat, but he is owned by a very weird person. No, 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 no. This cat gets struck by lightning and then turns into a demon monster? It's because it was eating the bat at the same time as it got... Like, that's why. It, like, the two combined together. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No! Well, I mean, none of this makes sense. No! The turtle becoming a giant monster? He had miracle growth. No. And then the fact that they literally brought sea monkeys to life, those are sponges. Listen. They're not living things. It's anti-cat propaganda because there's only one cat. You're stretching it. There's only one cat. There's only one of every pet except the two dogs. No, That's it. There's only one cat, and this cat is treated as the ultimate villain in this movie. Because it merges with a bat. Okay. That's not the... No, no. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't condone it. And I honestly think there should be more movies about kids loving their cats. Okay? There are plenty of movies. No, there's not. It's always stories about kids loving their dogs. I'm tired of it. I want a Franken kitten. (laughs) Okay. You, You feel very strongly about this. I do. And that brings us to our final take, which is... Is it right to bring your animal back from the dead? (laughs) And the answer, Uh, I believe, is no. I mean, okay, so the entire concept of bringing anything or anyone back from the dead. Because, like, the original monster is not one that that's still pretty sketch, but... They're they're not really... He's not really bringing anyone back to life. He's bringing life to body parts. (laughs) That's worse. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but the morals of it are different. Yeah, the morals of chopping up people's bodies and stealing the okay. parts you like are a little different than reanimating a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay, well. Would you bring our cats back to life? Yes or no? I. I don't think I would. What do you mean you don't? I would want... It should be a firm no. Okay, here's the thing. What are the mechanics of bringing someone back to life is the question. Like, what is going to be their quality of life? Are they going to be like who they were before? Are they going to be happy? Is this going to be like Buffy, the vampire slayer, where they pulled her out of heaven? Like, she was having a good time. So, there's there's a lot of things to consider. The things to consider are, no. (laughs) Once you're dead, I mean, I get there's resuscitation and things like this. This is this is different. This was a buried, you would have to unearth a grave. Sew them up. And then 
pulse electricity through them. And for what? For what purpose? Because you miss them? Wow. Wow. Just the the unimaginable selfishness. And then the thing is, so his parents are like, you can't do this. And then at the end, they're like, you know, sometimes adults are wrong. And that's a message I can get behind. Sometimes adults are wrong, but not about this. And then the whole town helps him bring his dead dog back to life again. Like, here's the thing, too, about this whole town banding together to get this dog to come back to life. First, they want to kill the dog. Well, yeah, when, when they see he's back to life. But here's the thing. For all they know... So he's brought this dog back to life. Then what do they know of the other animals that they've just been like freaking out about all night? Do they realize that the same process messed these animals up? Because if so, what is their belief that it's not going to end up happening to Sparky? If like, sure, it didn't work the first time, but... I need the mechanics of why it worked and didn't mess up Sparky, but it did mess up the it's cat the and the love. That- it's the love and the care. The intention. Intention matters. This is the worst take I have ever heard. It's not, and it's explained in the movie. Science, science does not care about, is your heart in the science? That's the okay. point of science. There is, this is a little different type of science. He's all, I'm, I, he's all, excuse me, you all are idiots who don't believe in science. And then he turns around and he's like, but science only works if you put your heart into it, which is bull. It is. I don't think it's bull. You have to put your heart into something if you believe in it strongly and you need to be working on it for like, Years at a time. I do not think that it will change the outcome like this. Well, not like this exactly, but it's all about the determination. No. And that comes from the, like, okay. No. Intention matters. That's where I stand on this. Intention matters in when you're saying things and when you're doing things in, like, for your own personal self. Um, but... In the end result, like, is it better that somebody gives to charity because they want to give to charity as opposed to because they want to look good? Sure. But in the end, if the charity gets the money either way, does it make a difference to the charity? No, it does not. Because the same, it's the same outcome. Okay, so the outcome should be the same, whether or not you love. Okay, we're actually talking about lightning bringing something back to life. So I think we can stretch it to say that in this scenario, intention matters. Because it's already faulty science. This does not work. No, 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 no. I'm mad because he was so insistent about, like, you fear science because you do not understand it. And then he turns around and clearly does not understand science. And that's what makes me mad. Is it? Is it what makes you mad? Also, 
Yeah, why'd you have to make the cat into some... Listen, okay, the cat was weird. That's fine. I don't know why the cat had to be one of the villains against... And the dogs are not villains. They're just... It's it's anti-cat propaganda. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, well, my only hot take on this is those kids are effing creepy, okay? They are so creepy. Like, his parents being worried because he doesn't have friends. He shouldn't have friends. He shouldn't be friends with any of these kids. I don't want my kid to be friends kids. with these kids. Yeah, like, okay, Elsa is kind of, which Elsa? Huh? Uh, sorry. Was, <laughs> I was watching and I was like, ah, Elsa was not the first Elsa. Anyway. Um, yeah, like, she's fine. She, she's on the same level as Victor, so they can get along. But the rest of the kids in that town, they are all super creepy. They're so weird. They're so weird. That little girl needs to be punched in the face. Okay, you are taking it too far. She is still a child. I was going to say she needs, like, some therapy or something. Well, um, she needs to be punched with therapy. That's... That's called abuse, uh, and licensed therapists don't do it. (laughs) But no, I just... Oh, also, I had a good chuckle because the dad, do you know what I do? And he's like, you're a travel agent? I sell dreams. And I'm like, oh, that's what I should put on my bio now. Hello, I sell dreams for a living. And, uh, we'll see what people think about that. Uh, that's so funny, too. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's the first time a travel agent has been represented in a cartoon. Yeah, and it's to say, we sell dreams. So, she wants to go here, he wants to go there, we'll make a compromise. Like, Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> well, you know what? That was just travel in the 40s. You're gonna go to places as easily as you can today well not today but (laughs) nowadays let me tell you about going places today it hard (laughs) yeah um so yeah that was a fun little thing for me to be like hey look at that i sell dreams too i sell dreams oh all right so so the villain of this movie villain is the cat well, okay, no, I don't... The believe- final the final villain. The final boss. Yeah, but that's the thing. And it's not so much a villain. It's just a... It's, you know... It's been compromised. I don't think... I think the townspeople are the villain in this. You know what? They were really ready to form a mob. They, mm-hmm. these, these townspeople were like... We're ready to make a mob. And they're oh, so like, fickle. We're all together already. Might as well. Yeah, they're so fickle. Let's kill the dog. Let's cheer for the dog. Let's bring the dog back to life. Make up your have a Have an opinion. If new light comes to something, think about it critically. Change your opinion with new information. Sure. But you all, first of all, were ready to kill that dog. You wanted to fire the science teacher because... You don't have the answers to science, and your kids are asking hard questions. Ignorance is the real villain of this. <laughs> well, okay, because you gotta figure, uh, like, all of these kids are really weird, probably in part because of their upbringing. Yeah. So I'm gonna blame the parents for how weird the kids are, 
And I'm going to say that if the parents had been paying a little more attention to their kids, maybe their kids wouldn't have been working on bringing a bunch of dead animals back to life in the first place. Maybe. Maybe so. Or maybe not. <laughs> okay, so ignorance is the villain. That's why you want to rank. is the villain. And I'm going to say ignorance... Ignorance gets a 10 out of 10. Ignorance yeah. is the thing that causes so many problems in the world. Ignorance. 10 out of 10 evil. <laughs> you heard it here You heard it here first, folks. Okay, well, this is going nowhere fast. That gives us with rewatchability. I could probably watch this once a year. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Once a year is fine by me. Like, it's it's fine. Uh, it's also seasonal. Like, it's not a movie that I feel the need to watch in the middle of summer. Or I There Valentine's are certain Day. Halloween like, movies I can watch, and we're, we're going to watch some of them this month, uh, that I can watch at any time of year. And in fact, when Disney Plus came out and I was here alone, I did watch some of those Halloween movies because I loved them. But... This is not one of them. I will keep it firmly in my uh, seasonal rotation. I think it's also like, I very much, like, I appreciate uh, the styling and the work that goes into everything and just, like, his vision in general. And I do like watching Tim Burton movies every now and then. But it's not my favorite genre. So, it's usually, they're usually movies that I'm not going to rewatch a lot. Right. Like, even though I've seen a lot of them, I'm not pulled to watching them multiple times a month. Makes sense. So, once a year. Yeah, once a year is fine. Okay. And that gives us, then, our final ranking of the film. What are you going to do? This is hard, because... Remember when you gave Snow White a four? Do you have regrets now? I hope you do. I do. Um... Here's the thing. I don't really like this movie that much. They, the kid, it, It's just the kids. It goes back to the kids. They weird me out so much. And I don't <laughs> like it. It makes me worry that our kid is going to be weird just standing at the foot of our bed and staring at us with big empty eyes. They could be. Yeah. And they could also tell us, there's a man in the corner. And I... <laughs> I will astro project away. Like I will leave my body if our kid ever comes in and says the weird things that kids can say or they'll say Grandpa told me that but not Papa which would be your dad. Grandpa like I mean, your dad is still alive. That's, that's true. It would have to be great-grandpa. Great-grandpa. Yeah, any of our great... Uh, none of our grandpas are alive. So if they're like, oh, great-grandpa told me that, I would be like, bye! <laughs> Peace! <laughs> We're out of here! You are getting cleansed, Tob. But, yeah, so... All those children need a cleansing. Yeah, so I just... Because of that, I don't really like it that much. On the other hand, I, I can definitely, like appreciate the aesthetic and the work like I'm just not big in the horror genre in general and this is horror like it's not so much horror it's horror light it's a horror aesthetic 
I'm sorry, did you just try and call Frank and Winnie a horror film? No, I said horror light. Like, it has a horror aesthetic, but it's not You're scary. saying horror aesthetic. Horror. Okay, stop it. It's Point not it. even horror light. It is. It, the aesthetic of it is based on, like, it's horror dark. genre. It's it's got a dark aesthetic, but it's definitely not. It's not a it's scary a movie. It's a parody of Frankenstein. Ugh. Point is, that's not my preferred Okay, just genre. tell us what you're going to rank it. Five. Higher than Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I see. <laughs> Let it go. Never. Uh, I'm also going to rank it a five. Uh, just because, yeah, the kids creep me out. Um... Also, I don't really like the characters. And if I don't like the characters, it's hard for me to have a connection to the film. Um, But it is, like, very cool. I do appreciate the aesthetic (laughs) of the film. Uh, I think it's well made. And, you know... I think it's a solid middle-of-the-road film. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, that that about does it for today. So, next week... I don't remember what next week is. You're going to make me pull up my file again, aren't you? Yeah. The people need to know. Do they need to know, or can they just tune in? Nope. Next week is Halloween Town. It's a double feature. Yes! Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I'm not. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Get so, uh, yeah, if you, you know, want to chat with us. <laughs> if you want to chat with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at StreamTheMagic. On Instagram at Magical Streaming Pod Pod at uh, on Facebook at Magical, Magical Streaming. Streaming, and we have an email Magical Streaming at yahoo.com. If you have any questions, any suggestions, anything at all, any comments, what are your hot takes on the movie? Would you bring your pet back to life? Yes or no? And uh, if it's yes, you need to explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for today, and until next time, enjoy your magical streaming. Stay spooky!